Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So Ford Motor Company has asked anyone with a Lincoln MKC from model years 2015 to 2019 should park their vehicle outside, you know, for now, as the luxury SUVs may be prone to spontaneous fires in the engine compartment. (laughs) That's not funny at all. The Michigan automaker said the MKC's battery monitor sensor, which housed which is housed under the hood, is susceptible to damage when repairs are made to the vehicle's battery or other electrical parts. A short circuit could overheat all other materials around the sensor and cause a fire when the car is parked or while driving. Uh, The issue affects 142,522 vehicles. That's, according to Ford, about 1% of MKCs on the road. Now, the company said it's aware of 19 reports of under-the-hood fires that could be related to the battery monitor sensor problem. Uh, Of those reports, it happened in the United States. Uh, 11 happened in the United States, 7 in China, 1 in Canada. Now, no accidents or injuries related to the sensor issue have been reported. Uh Uh-huh. As of yet, I would say. Ford said it has a fix for the issue and is sending instructions to Ford and Lincoln dealerships. MKCs will have a fuse line added to the battery monitor to prevent future overheating. Ford first became aware of the monitor sensor back in March. Uh, The company received 18 reports of under-the-hood fires in vehicles in China and North America. It said in recall documents submitted to the NHTSA, the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, uh, the NTSA, uh, the company investigated the issue in March, April, and May and found that in all instances, the fires happened when the vehicles were parked and the engine was turned off. So you can still drive it. (laughs) You're probably fine. (laughs) The deadline for submitting receipts uh, under their recall option is November 30th. So if you have one of these vehicles, I would would take it in and uh, be sure to park it outside (laughs) away from anything else that could burn. Please. Wow. Ah, that's good. That's good news from Ford. At least they're on it and they're taking care of it, right? Right. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. So the Directors Guild of America, the union representing film and TV directors, said it has inked a historic three-year contract with producers that addresses some of their biggest concerns. 
AI. The labor deal uh, asserts that uh, generative AI is not a person and that it cannot replace guild members' responsibilities. Gun safety. The contract bans live ammunition on set following the death of cinematographer Helena Hutchins during the filming of Rust in 2021. You remember the one her death caused by Alec Baldwin? Residuals. Foreign residuals, a type of royalty that's been eroded in the streaming era, will get a 76% bump for the biggest streaming services. The Guild and its negotiating leaders framed the contract as a big win for directors that gives them unprecedented gains. The union members will show whether they concur when they vote on the proposed contract tomorrow. The Writers Union says the studios deal with directors as part of a divide-and-conquer strategy to create divisions among unions. So uh, that uh, drama still continues. The agreement with the directors resolves just one of three high-stakes labor negotiations in Hollywood right now. We have uh, you know thousands of writers still striking. They've been striking for five weeks. And we also find out that actors are also going to vote on whether to authorize a strike today. For those of you listening live, it is the 5th of June, 2023. Now, uh, so we may have an actor strike to go along with the writer strike. And we don't know if the directors are going to uh, okay this deal, although they probably will. Oh, and uh, speaking of uh, walkouts and uh, strikes, uh, journalists at the country's largest newspaper chain, Gannett, are planning to strike today over leadership and recent budget cuts. So good luck. I hope everyone gets what they want and or deserve. So we've talked a lot on this show about uh, how so many stores are expanding their self-checkout lanes and how it just ticks me off. Uh, you know, many places like Costco and uh, Sam's Club uh, who charge you to become a member and then they want you to check out on your own too. I, and Walmart is just expanding their self-checkout lanes uh, dramatically in all their stores. So, uh, really, I think it's time that they say, hey, uh, if you're going to self-check out, perhaps we get a discount. Uh, perhaps even if it's just a, you know, a 2% discount or something like that. So that uh, you know, we at least get a bonus, some kind of bonus, for checking out ourselves. Because it drives me insane that I have to do it. And so many times, it's, so, it's, you know, it's faster, so we just give in and we do it. But I saw this uh, this post over the weekend from anti-communist <laughs> at anti-commie, I'm sorry, at anti-underscore-commie32. And his post is titled, Found in the Wild, Just Wow. So I hope this is true, uh, but I love the story, so I'm going to share it. The story begins with, So I'm at Walmart scanning and bagging my almost $300 worth of groceries while the employee that wants $15 an hour monitors and then this happens. Her. Why are you double, double bagging all your groceries? Me. Excuse me? You're wasting our bags. If you don't like the way I'm bagging the groceries, feel free to come on over here and bag them yourself. Her. That's not my job. Okay, then. I will bag my groceries how I please, if that's all right with you. Her. Why are you using two bags? Because the bags are weak and I don't want the handles to break or the bottoms to rip out. 
Well, that's because you're putting too much stuff in the bag. If you took half of that stuff out and put it in a different bag, then you wouldn't need to double bag. Ten seconds of me staring at her. So, you want me to split these items in half and put half of them in a different bag so that I don't have to double bag? Exactly. So I would still be using two bags to hold the same number of items. No, because you wouldn't be double bagging. Me, pressing two fingers to my left eye in an attempt to make it stop twitching. Okay, so here I have a jug of milk and a bottle of juice double bagged. If I take the milk out and remove the double bagging and just put the milk in the single bag and the juice in that single bag, I'm still using two bags for these two items. Her. No, because you are not double bagging them, so it's not the same number of bags. Me, looking around at about 10 other customers who at this point are enjoying the show. Me, is this like that common core math stuff I, I keep hearing about? Her. Never mind, you just don't get it. And with that, she went back to her little podium so she could continue texting or playing games on her phone or whatever it is she's doing before she decided to come over and critique my bagging skills. <laughs> I don't know if that happened. I certainly can believe that it happened in today's world 100%. Now, we were supposed to have Prince Harry uh, show up and go on the stand in court in United Kingdom either today or tomorrow. He was the, the lawsuit uh, court trial was supposed to begin today. And uh, Prince Harry is part of over 100 claimants in a lawsuit brought against a British newspaper publisher against uh, the first of five pending legal cases he has launched against the media. Now, he was supposed to face cross-examination tomorrow or at least, you know, when the opening statements are done. However, uh, he didn't show up. <laughs> oh, wait, what? Yeah, uh, he didn't show up this morning. Apparently, he flew out. I don't know. This is what his attorney said, that he flew out from Los Angeles after his uh, birthday of his two-year-old daughter, Lilibet, on Sunday. So he was unavailable to testify. Oh, wait, what? I mean, the judge was a little ticked. Uh, the judge was like, uh, I told him to be here to in case he had to take the stand today. And so we'll see how that goes over in court. You know, this is the first time since like 1890 that a royal has taken the stand. Pretty incredible. So, I mean, back in 1890, the future King Edward VII, which is also uh, the Prince of Wales, uh, he was the Prince of Wales at the time, uh, took the stand because he had a reputation of womanizing and gambling. <laughs> uh, and uh, so the case revolved around sex, intrigue, and Bacharach. And he took the stand, and it didn't go well. He did not do well on the stand. He was on the stand for about 20 minutes, uh, he said that he would, he, the, the newspapers reported that he was extremely nervous. He kept changing his position, didn't seem able to keep his hands still. And when, uh, they were questioning more to the point, he was, uh, observed to flush considerably and then pale again. 
but uh, he won the case. Uh, that's right. <laughs> uh, the guy sued him. This Gordon Cumming uh, lost the case. The judge uh, said uh, no. He guided the jury. According to reports, the judge guided the jury towards siding with the Prince of Wales. But it didn't hurt his uh, reputation. I mean, it did hurt his reputation over the years. And so that's why they try to keep uh, the royals out of the courtroom. Because <laughs> uh, they don't do well in front of a crowd like that. Well, you know, a uh, on-the-stand kind of crowd. But Harry was supposed to show up today in court, and he didn't. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't know if he can, you know, he thinks he can. I'm Prince Harry, so I know they told me I was supposed to be there. But I had my daughter's birthday, and, you know, screw the court. Uh, I've got things to do. All right, and we'll see how that goes over. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. All right, uh, we're in the break room, so let's talk a little bit of uh, Hollywood Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. Grossed $120.5 million in its North American grand opening weekend. The second best domestic release of the year. Uh, My daughter went to see it uh, this weekend and said it was uh, really good. And ready to see it again. Because uh, it had multiple Spider-Mans and multiple verses. And they did a great job in spreading out the verses. Yeah, you could quote me on that. <laughs> That's my review. Oh, I have not seen it, but they did a great job spreading out the old spider verses. We have Apple uh, having its big, speaking of verses, uh, going to its metaverse, uh, breaking into the old metaverse with its annual conference today. It's expected to reveal uh, reality headsets and updates to uh, you know, up for the iOS 17 and new Mac laptops. So we'll see what Apple has to offer after the big conference unveiling today. And as long as we're talking about movies, I see where uh, it was reported that uh, Tom Cruise, uh, a little upset. And you think, oh no, we don't want to get Tommy upset. <laughs> I believe the headline was Tom Cruise is pissed off. Ooh, we don't want Tom pissed off. We do not want that to happen. Apparently, uh, he's mad because his movie, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, is only going to get one week in the IMAX theaters because uh, Oppenheimer is going to take over the IMAX screens for three weeks beginning uh, July 21st. So, Dead Reckoning is booked to play on the majority of IMAX screens when the film premieres on July 12th. Means it will only be shown on IMAX for nine days. And Cruz says uh, he's being unfairly treated. (laughs) Oh, uh, okay. Why are you, Tom Cruise, being unfairly treated? Well, uh, I I thought I saved theaters. (laughs) And now I'm being treated like this. I'm displeased with IMAX not budgeting on its plan to replace the next Mission Impossible movie with Oppenheimer. Um, Okay, well, Tom, I'm sure you'll get over it. And if you didn't think it was official, it is official now. Yellowstone with Kevin Costner is over after this second half of season five returns in November. The network could not come to an agreement with my man Kevin Costner. So they finally said, yep, uh, that means it's over. Have a nice day. No more. So uh, there's no more Yellowstone. Uh, there's no more wife for Kevin. 
<laughs> I know he's busy working on another movie. That's the thing. Kevin, he said in the beginning that he wasn't crazy about doing TV. So he, you know, he's 68 now. He's working on other projects. He's got another Western series that uh, he's putting together. He's got another film that he's producing. So he'd rather do film anyway. He likes to do the film and then be done with it. So we'll see how that goes. But for sure, uh, Yellowstone is done. Uh, At least Yellowstone with Kevin Costner is done after the second half of season five airs beginning this November. I'm sure, I'm sure Taylor, Taylor Sheridan that is, is uh, laughing, saying fine. We'll talk to you later, Kevin. I've got another Yellowstone series coming up that we're going to create. And I've got all these other shows I'm working on. So take care. Good luck. God bless. Okay, so what is happening with Jamie Foxx? I want to know. Has anyone seen pictures of him? Have we heard from him? What is going on? We had reports that it was because of the COVID-19 vaccine that gave him a stroke. There's reports that uh, he's paralyzed and blind and he had the blood clot in his brain. And then, I mean, we have all these reports of this, you know, terrible thing for Jamie Foxx. And I don't wish this to be true on Jamie at all. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I don't want to know about a medical state being terrible. I'm very sorry for any of this to have happened. However... His daughter claims, hey, he's home. He's fine. He was playing pickleball yesterday. Okay, why don't we see a video of that happening then? If he had just a simple medical complication, why are we not seeing reports from Jamie himself? Uh, It's just really weird. I know that he, you know, the daughter is, it's sad to see how the media runs wild. My dad has been out of the hospital for weeks recuperating. He was playing pickleball yesterday. Thanks for everyone's prayers and support. We have an exciting work announcement coming next week, too. Okay, well then, let's see it. (laughs) Because I know the one reporter, Benza, is saying uh, that is BS. (laughs) Uh, It's all lies and baloney. Okay. Uh, Early on, they said he's communicating with us. We don't even know what that means. Is it sign language? Is he writing code words? We don't know. So I just want let's 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 have it. Uh, we have this shroud of secrecy around him, and Benza is also saying that. I mean, oh, well, let's see it. I mean, why isn't he? He should do an Instagram post. He should. There should be video of him at least swinging the old pickleball paddle in the backyard, right? Uh, recuperating, playing pickleball, but we don't have any of that. So, which is it? Uh, We need to find out quickly. And I don't know why it would be such a big deal. I mean, I'm sorry. If he is struggling to recuperate, then let's know about it. I mean, obviously, he's got an ego and he doesn't want people to see him like that. And I understand that completely. But he is, you know, Jamie Foxx. He's a superstar. And so we all want to know. On top of which, uh, that's bad, uh, that's bad, bad juju. For the old COVID-19 vaccine, uh, if he is going to claim that that's what caused his blood clot and stroke and all his other health issues. So let's see it. I'd like to see it, please. Just let me know. Either way, I don't want anything bad to happen. I want AJ Benza to be wrong. 
I want Jamie Foxx to be playing pickleball in the backyard and be back to making movies and telling jokes real soon. But it appears that that may not be the case. That's all I'm saying. We do have a couple of TV stars uh, out, though, not doing their shows anymore. Chuck Todd said he is departing NBC's Meet the Press. He's out. He's uh, he's going to step down from the show in the coming months. He's NBC News co-chief White House correspondent Kristen Welker will take his place. So congratulations to Kristen Welker. Uh, she is, uh, according to Chuck, ready to take over. He said, I've had the privilege of working with her from essentially her first day. And let me just say, she's the right person in the right moment. Okay. I mean, she regularly fills in for him on Meet the Press. She joined NBC in 2010, became a mainstay. She moderated the 2020 debate, the final debate between Trump and Biden. She was named co-host of Weekend Today. She will take over the show just as the presidential campaign heats up. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. She's also the first black journalist to moderate Meet the Press, if that means anything. I mean, I guess it does. I, it does, I don't know that I care, but you know, they certainly do. Meet the Press is the longest running show on American television. 75th anniversary last year. Wow. So Todd's been there for quite a while. He's been there for, what, 10 years or more? And uh, he's had enough. Well, enough of Meet the Press. He's going to uh, have his new role as chief political analyst at NBC. He will serve as a key voice both in the field and during coverage of major events. He will also focus on long-form journalism. So congratulations to Ms. Welker. And to Mr. Todd as he steps away from his hosting role of Meet the Press. And I see Jamel Hill is leaving Spotify. <laughs> uh, big surprise. She dared Spotify. Hey, I need $100 million. Oh, you do? Okay, well, hit the road. <laughs> Take care. Wow. All right. Now, she says she never directly asked Spotify for $100 million. Uh, she challenged Spotify to hand $100 million to somebody who is black. Uh, I guess she really meant herself, though, or another black podcaster. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm not sure what she hoped to accomplish, but she accomplished one thing, and that is, yeah, we're not going to do your show anymore. Okay, the Jamel Hill is uh, unbothered. Yeah, it's going to be, she could be unbothered somewhere else, just not on Spotify. So, goodbye, Jamel Hill. You were great in your time. Were you, though? Were you? Now, she claimed that she's leaving Spotify. Oh, okay. Um, it didn't have anything to do with the dare that she needed. They needed to play, pay a black podcaster Joe Rogan money. See, it's not about being black or white, though, Jamel. It's about audience reach. So I know they had their, she claims we had a difference in investment and growth differences. Yeah, yeah, because they want you to grow and then they'll invest. I mean, I would like some Joe Rogan $100 million money too, please. But uh, I don't have the reach of Joe Rogan. I wish I did. I'm right there. I'm just, I'm right there. Just underneath the Joe Rogan reach. So at some point, uh, and I mean, not tomorrow, but at some point, 
uh, Spotify can come to the table with a $100 million deal. But uh, it won't be today. <laughs> you can help it be tomorrow, though. Tell your friends. Subscribe to Chewing the Fat. Please make that happen. Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So after two weeks behind bars, we heard where they had taken Sam Brinton into custody on the 17th of May. I told you today, if you're listening live, is the 5th of June, 2023, uh, as a fugitive from justice. And I never did understand how he could be a fugitive from justice if they were just already after him anyway uh they he had allegations of stolen luggage that occurred at reagan international airport on february making it the third time he has been accused of lifting others personal luggage at airports anyway he has been uh released or he i'm sorry uh sam Britton uh, identifies as non-binary and i believe his pronouns are they them not positive about that anymore i'm not sure how he uh identifies right now the former biden energy department official uh, anyway he's out on bond uh good for him uh the judge uh, released britain on five thousand dollar bond all right uh good for you to be out uh he was fired from the biden administration after charged in two other unrelated baggage theft cases and uh we'll see how that goes for him and the most recent arrest though as i see they keep saying as a fugitive from justice now those were accusations on the baggage theft from back in 2018 now do i believe he took the luggage of the tanzanian fashion designer absolutely he was later seen in pictures wearing some of her designs that was from the stuff he stole from her absolutely but i don't understand how he could be a fugitive from justice as they were executing a search warrant on this stolen property. I just, I, I need that explained to me. <laughs> I need that explained to me, how he could, uh, and he was taken into custody pending charges of grand larceny. So he's taken into custody pending charges. He's been in jail for a couple of weeks and they arrested him and they keep saying he was a fugitive of justice. From what? He'd already taken care of the other two deals. I mean, I'm not on his side, but I just, I kind of am. I feel like I kind of am. Like, what are we doing? (laughs) Anyway, he's out on bond. It'd be fascinating. I can't wait for this to go before the court because I want to see what up with this. I just definitely want to see what up with all this, with all these charges of grand larceny and how he was considered a fugitive from justice when they went to his home with a search warrant and he was there. I don't understand that. 
So in first world problems, I know, uh, you know, so what? You're out there trying to struggle, pay your rent, figure out how you're going to put dinner on the table for the kids. But William H. Macy, the actor and husband to Felicity Huffman, who was caught up in Varsity Blues, uh, he is in trouble because he cut down some trees uh, that he wasn't supposed to cut down or that he did without permission. I know. At least that's what the lawsuit claims. All right. So the neighbor says that, uh, hey, he cut these trees down and did not have permission. He went out my property and didn't have permission. Oh, okay. So according to this lawsuit, uh, <laughs> that uh, trespass, negligence, and a private nuisance. Uh, the neighbor said that while he was on vacation, William's gardening team improperly massacred his trees massacred his trees macy's workers then destroyed and removed or seriously damaged several healthy decades old mature pine trees and other vegetation you bastard when he confronted macy macy said yeah i i told the workers they could go over there that's what the lawsuit says <laughs> so the neighbors like the conduct of Macy and other defendants also caused Brown loss of property value, loss of use of enjoyment of his property, loss of privacy, increase in noise, as well as emotional irritation, annoyance, and discomfort. It's a lawsuit for $600,000. Now, William, of course, is fighting back. He doesn't want to pay the neighbor $600,000. So, I mean... Okay, now according to the neighbor, uh, he destabilized the hillside by killing the trees and vegetation, thereby killing the root systems of the trees and vegetation that help support the hillside stability. Uh, and they da also damaged the gate connecting the two properties. <laughs> uh, and now, uh, because of the damage, he's forced to undertake significant expense to restore stability to the hillside that was lost by the defendant's destruction of the damage to my pine trees and other vegetation. And I, 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 that will all help if he pays me $600,000. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, of course, William H. Macy has you know, demanded that the entire case get tossed out. Uh, this is ridiculous. So I don't know if he went to the neighbor and said, look, yeah, I let the guys on your property. Look, here's a couple hundred thousand. Sorry. Uh, we don't know that that happened, although it's not written. It doesn't say that in the story. It just says he's being sued for $600,000 because he cut down some trees. Now, he did allow the team to go on the other guy's property and cut them down. Now, maybe the trees were hanging over the fence. I don't know where these pine trees were. They might have been, uh, I don't know wh whose property line they were on. But don't do it. Don't be cutting down other people's trees. <laughs> and uh, this whole uh, emotional distress over the tree massacre in Hollywood. Wow. I mean, first world problems for sure. There was a whole huge train crash in India uh, over the weekend, killing at least 288 people injured more than 800 apparently it's uh, was caused by an error in the electronic signaling system that sent them onto the wrong tracks that's what a railway official says now it's still under investigation and they're trying to find out if it was a computer error or if it was human error i know they're leaning toward human error but after the first crash 
then some of the debris from that first crash went onto another track and then that caused another train to crash so just horrific and the footage was just horrible and it's just really really bad survivors of the train disaster are calling it a second lease on life yeah no kidding and i was looking through the timeline of the world's deadliest train crashes amazingly there are none here in the united states of america huh really strange so when you start going down the list october 2018 in india uh, November 2016, 146 people died. Uh, guess what? That was in India too. Uh, 2011, India crash. 2010, India crash. 2005, India crash. 2002, India crash. 1999, Indian crash. Uh, 1998, India crash. Uh, 1995, India crash. And now in the world... We had, uh, uh, those were ter- the worst crashes in India for sure. But in the world, you had some crashes in Greece. You had some crashes in Congo, in the Congo. You had uh, a crash in Pakistan. You had a crash in Taiwan. You had a crash in, in Pakistan again. You had another crash in Cameroon. Uh, you had uh, a crash in the DRC. You had a crash in Spain. And yet there's none of the worst crashes listed here in the United States of America. Maybe that's because uh, we're doing so great. We're doing so great. Listen, investing in America, the U.S. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg and the U.S. Department of Transportation leaders are off touring the country as we speak. They're going around the country to announce rail infrastructure investments. Yay! So that's great. That's great. Our president's bipartisan infrastructure package, more than 32,000 projects in more than 4,500 communities have been awarded funding from the infrastructure law. Projects that will improve people's daily lives, increase safety, strengthen our supply chains, and create good-paying jobs and economic opportunity. Will it, though? Well, that's what they say. So we've got Pete going to North Dakota today. We've got uh, the uh, administrator, the FRA, the Federal Railroad Administration administrator. going. He'll be in Fort Worth, Texas tomorrow. He'll be in Houston, Texas on Wednesday, and I say he, I'm guessing he identifies as a he. I don't know that, though. Uh, Thursday, the U.S. Department of Transportation's undersecretary, Carlos Monjai Jr., will be in uh, Spotsylvania County, Virginia. Uh, then they're going to go down to uh, Jennifer Mitchell of the FRA Deputy Administrator. We'll go down to Broward County. So we've got good news uh, for the uh, infrastructure investing in America happening as we speak. When you need me 
mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, can we stop with the stupid people at Yellowstone National Park, please? I mean, the National Park Service warns people all the time. Don't get too close to the wildlife, okay? At least 25 yards from the bison, 100 yards from bears and wolves. And for a good reason. They're wild animals. Sure, take pictures, enjoy them, but you don't come up to them and try to take selfies. We see people all the time. Uh, This latest one, not too long ago, over Memorial Day weekend, this lady... (laughs) Uh, tries to take a selfie with the bison puts her hand on the bison like she's gonna pet the beast and he uh he's just lucky to be alive uh he you know started to trample her and then he lost uh she she fell over into the grass and so he moved on because the bison no you know if it's shoot if i if i start hurting a human they're gonna put me down and i think that's a mistake but that's you know i don't know let me rephrase that humans first always I agreed. So if the bison hurts the human, you got to put them down, period. But stupid humans may deserve to be hurt. <laughs> I'm okay with having the stupid humans hurt and then maybe putting the bison down because the bison can't be hurting humans, okay? But when the humans are being dumb, it's tough for me to be on the side of the humans. It just, it just is. I'm sorry. Bison are fast. They're big. I just I don't understand it. I mean, we had the guy who pled guilty for uh, messing with the bison, right? He intentionally disturbed wildlife, according to, uh, according to the reports. He had an encounter with a newborn bison calf at Yellowstone National Park. So then the guy, Clifford Walters was his name, pleaded guilty to one count of feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentionally disturbing wildlife. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm guilty of feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentionally disturbing wildlife. <laughs> wow. Uh, he was fined $500. He got a $500 community service payment to Yellowstone Forever Wildlife Protection Fund, a $30 special assessment, and a $10 processing fee. Wow, that seems like not a lot. <laughs> Uh, it seems like uh, not enough to uh, mess with this guy. He was disturbing this uh, bison calf in Wyoming. The calf had been separated from his mother the herd, when the herd crossed a river. The calf struggled. The man pushed the calf up from the river and onto the roadway. And there was nothing in the report that revealed Mr. Walters acted maliciously. He was trying to help the calf out, I guess. And so now uh, they euthanized the calf as it was abandoned by the herd. Why didn't we send it to a zoo or something? What are we doing? <laughs> Holy cow. So the guy is an idiot, right? I mean, by separate, by trying to, you know, help the calf. Well, I guess what's he supposed to do? Yep, the calf got separated. Looks like it's going to drown down there in the river. We got to let it drown, I guess. Um, and if the calf is separated, he'll try to catch up or the mother will come back around, but not after humans have messed with it, right? So... Uh, so they had to put it down. They euthanized the the bison, the baby bison. Why? 
Just give it to a zoo or something. What are we doing? That, that seems a little cruel. That seems a little cruel. Because this guy who pled guilty to feeding, touching, teasing, frightening, or intentionally disturbing wildlife, and then the baby calf has to be put down? I, I don't like that. Uh, you can quote me on that. I, I don't like that. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of zoos out there that would love to take this baby bison. I know there is. Now, no one supports zoos more than me. I was just reading about uh, zoos, as a matter of fact. The Milwaukee Zoo is uh, all happy because they just had a baby camel, a female Bactrian camel, and uh, it's a couple weeks old now, and they want you to help name the camel. You can uh, go to their website and help name the camel, and you can also get a chance to win a zoo ticket package four admission and four attraction tickets you can vote once a day through june 11th at midnight june 11th 2023 uh at midnight and then you'll see what uh, if you want if you have a chance to win the zoo ticket package and uh they want they give you three choices uh what should we name the camel calf uh padma i guess which means the lotus uh lilani heavenly flower or neoma new moon now i'm gonna vote for lotus but i would be willing to bet that they're gonna name it heavenly flower or well maybe new moon but heavenly flower is probably gonna get the vote but i'm gonna vote for padoma send what happens tell me what's happened no i don't want to subscribe to zoo's news i already do i already get your zoo news no i this requires an answer i can't no i don't want to enter all right well i'll enter then uh, Jeff, email address. You can send it to this email address. Chewing the fat at theblaze.com. And it doesn't tell me who's winning and who's losing on the name. So now we have to go back and look at June 11th and see, or June 12th actually, because it ends at midnight on June 11th, what they named the stupid camel. Okay. All right. Fine. That's, let's hope they... Uh, it's so cute. It's a cute little camel, and I'm happy the zoo is taking care of him. And then I see, now again, no one supports zoos more than me. I see stories about uh, the Houston Zoo is has their elephants taking daily yoga classes. Now, why aren't we just streaming that? If you want zoos to get people, they should be streaming the camels. They should be streaming the elephants doing yoga every morning. They should have a deal yoga with elephants every morning from the houston zoo just put it on the youtube channel and you can stretch with the elephants so each day they have 12 elephants uh at the houston zoo and they do elephant yoga and of course it's part of their routine health checks yeah i got it but uh you know one of the elephants can uh stand on their front legs nice uh tess (laughs) that's an awesome elephant right there and one of the elephants is uh really old and is like nah i'm not doing that <laughs> uh the old elephant is like uh yeah i'm not doing your yoga okay i'm gonna <laughs> you can check me out but i'm not doing that you're gonna let yeah i like watching tess uh limber up and uh hop up on the front too but i'm not doing that okay <laughs> <laughs> 40-year-old, 6,500-pound member that's uh, the most flexible of elephants. Yeah, we'll watch her, but uh, I'm going to be over here, okay? 
Uh, you can give me some snacks and stuff. And I'll tell you what, I'll raise up my left leg a little bit and you can give me a snack, but uh, I'm not doing what she does. <laughs> but why don't they do that? I don't understand. That's awesome. Let's have the trainers pop up and watch Tess do uh, you know her yoga practice. I guess they're putting it up on TikTok, but let's do a YouTube exercise with elephants day. Every morning, exercise with elephant morning, and you two can stand on your front paws or feet or legs or whatever you want to call them, just like Tess the elephant. Or you can stand off to the side like the old ones, smoking the cigar, saying, yeah, no... Yeah, I'm not doing what she's doing. Okay? That's not going to (laughs) happen. All right. Let's get out of here. Oh, I'll leave you with a... You know what? Doing a story on elephants. I'll leave you with a joke that had me laughing all weekend. And it's just me. I know. It's just me laughing about it all weekend. But doing the elephant yoga story reminded me of this joke. Okay? All right. The joke of the day. You know why you never see elephants hiding in trees? Because they're good at it. Think about it. and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.